2: Hello and welcome. We are the Agony Uncles, I'm Uncle Sunny, and I'm your Uncle Dave. And remember,
3: not only can you hear us on the podcast, you can also watch us on YouTube. Yo, yes, YouTube. Just search for Harry Bikers Agony Uncles, and there will
2: be will pop up. Yeah, yes, in on a tube, which is always good. Where are you, Kingy? You're very echoey. I I I can't help it. I'm in a I'm in a big big. Uh... Big room in Rome. Oh yes, you've gone to Rome, not that you've had enough holidays. No, no, I haven't. Nobody can ever have enough holidays, dude.
4: It's like you two try and knock me off my posh spot every week. You go and buy a massive pad with a wing in somewhere in the middle of beautiful England, and Cy si goes into an echoey Roman villa. I mean, for heaven's sake, I've got a blanket hanging behind me. I mean, like, I'm going to the slums.
3: <laughs> me, I'm happy if I, I've got a day out if I go to the bloody co-op at the minute. Oh. <laughs> oh, I, <admit> oh. <laughs> I can
2: feel it now. Yeah, it's, it's not very nice, dude. Yeah, bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just watching. Go on, it's your line. Once again, again, uh, we're here to try and help you with life's little problems and also to solve those issues that's causing you a little bit of tiddly-woodly stress.
3: Why? Now remember, if you want to get in touch with the show, our email address is agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk and thanks to Craig Lester, who emailed with a question. Hello to you all. My question is... Your Hello Hairy Bikers theme jingle ditty includes the lyric Won't you listen to my story like a hairy But then I can't make out the
1: word Well it, it, it's Jackanory Like a
3: hairy Jackanory
1: Won't yeah. you listen to my story like a hairy Jackanory
3: Apparently he's an American Anglophile but can't decipher that idiom Can you explain it to me? Google has been no help Well Jackanory tells stories Yeah Yeah Jack and Ori was a kids' TV show, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I used to do the makeup on it. Did you? Oh, did you I used to get top, top names on Jack and Ori, you
1: know. Oh, I know, oh, it was Mint. Who was, who was the best uh, best one you did for Jack and then?
3: Can't remember. Uh, did loads of him. I mean, Jane Asher
2: or somebody like that. Wow. Oh, yeah, he used to get like all of those on Jack and Ori, don't you, reading your yeah, stories? Yeah. It was great. It was yeah. Well, that's where he's confused, you see, because he's an American, albeit an Anglophile, which you can't get tablets for. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so that's why. There'll be a slight cultural schism there because Jack and Ori was a television programme that famous people came in and read children's stories on.
4: It's like mm. nowadays, they do CBeebies Bedtime, and people like Harry Styles go on it, and um, even, um, uh, I don't know who the American will know, Kate and William, Princess Catherine, she went and did it as well. It's that sort of, pull a celebrity in and sort of sweet talk your children mm. into bedtime.
2: What about, well, you see, it was slightly different nowadays with me and Dave, it was, get up them stairs and get to bed. Mm. <laughs> it wasn't like, you know. Just right. get up there and stay there. Ah, yes, don't you, and make sure you brush your bloody teeth. Yeah, all yes. right,
3: all right no reading no reading Mm -hmm. but mother i've got to read i want to be an intelligent human being no reading no reading. (laughs) come from
4: and i said no child
2: ever dave yeah where did that come from no reading
4: i mean my sister
2: yeah i remember that yeah i didn't say it well it'll activate your brain before you go to sleep what Anyway, and we've had, uh, we've had a tweet from uh, Janet McGee, who says she's looking forward to the new bacon book. She says, you definitely had me at treacle in ginger scones. See, Dave, you knew that that was going to be epic, didn't it's you? It's all in the title, innit? it? They sound amazing. It's on my birthday list. Well, that's quite nice. Oh, nice, nice.
3: Right. Well, you can have, have another one for Christmas as well then, you know, get two, <laughs> one for each eyeball. Anyway, causing <laughs> the problems today, it's the thin white duke himself, Mr.
1: Sexy Golden Voice Mark Jeeves. Ah, thank you, how lovely to say oh, so. He pursed, oh, oh, he doesn't oh, he? Oh. Uh, yeah, well, listen, it's been, uh, uh, I have to say, the postbag is huge and bulging, and uh, today we do have a wide... Variety of issues for you to deal with so uh, thank you to everyone who's got in touch Mm -hmm. with the show brilliant
2: and she's here the Emma Peel to our John Steed it's I don't know where these come from Emma Peel Emma Peel Peel to to our John Steed it's Diana Rigg it is didn't didn't Emma Peel
4: she a socialite that had some horrific affair and then ran off with a nasty surgeon no
2: yeah Yeah. let's go with that version (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> what you're saying? I need to hold the face up a bit more. <laughs> I need to run off a plastic
3: surgeon. <laughs>
4: um, I didn't know another Emma Peel. I thought she was that. It's Diana Rig,
3: played yeah. Emma Peel oh, in the oh, Avengers. That, yeah. The Avengers. Oh. we Oh, I didn't do that. That's a good call.
4: Yep, yeah, fine. I'm a
3: fine. With oh that. yeah, no, she's she's very very together. Then there was Purdy. Oh, yeah. Who played her, didn't it? With a bob. Yes. Uh, oh yes, uh, with a
2: bob. Yes.
4: Oh Bob I like it. Huge. Am I going down Bond Girl route now? I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, yeah, yeah, Avengers.
3: Avengers not, yeah. not Marvel Avengers. You know, this is- <laughs>
4: I'm more <No>. like Hulk <laughs> than I am. A Bond oh Girl. <laughs>
3: you're more like Diana Rigg.
4: Thank you.
2: <laughs> Rigsby. <laughs> oh no, that was somebody completely different. Anyway. <laughs>
4: Let's solve problems before we get round to my Hulk problems.
2: <laughs> yes, Simon,
3: it is problem time. So would you mind hitting the jingly poos? Jingly pooing. Hello hairy bikers. <laughs>
1: here is my request i have got a problem that i must get off my chest won't you listen to my story like a hairy jackanory because i heard your advice is the best in the agony uncle's perpetual pit of problems today we have these difficulties and dilemmas for you to deal with we have cooking on the cheap we have the wedding photo fail we have a fishy issue and in confidential corner He's a one-hit wonder. But we're going to start with Cooking on the Cheap. And this comes from Paul and Dean Pendleton Brown. That's very, very posh. Yes. Who say, and this is what they say, say, hi, posh-tash, open brackets, ladies first, close brackets, very nice. Ooh. Uncle Dave, yeah. Uncle Si, and the kingpin, the thin white duke. I like that bit. My husband of one year and we have been fans of yours through all of your endeavours and have most of your books. Thank you. We're about to order the new baking book as well. Now, he said, I've started to ponder with the looming energy crisis with the news that a normal Sunday lunch could cost five pounds just in energy to cook. Mm -hmm. Are there recipes that minimise power usage? I know it's a bit left field of this question, but the country needs two champions of economy right now. And we hope that you can help and perhaps offer a recipe or two. The country needs you. I should point out this podcast is recorded, obviously, and uh, some people do binge listen. So we're recording this at the end of August when this enormous... Uh, energy price rise thing has been announced that kicks in in the UK in October. Love to the whole team. Say so Paul and Dean Pendleton Brown. What are your thoughts? Over to you. Well, it's funny.
3: I, I, I did an interview yesterday for the or oh, the weekend for the for the Mirror, and it was about the self same thing that to to do your roast dinner, you know, like if you're having a roast chicken and all the bits. Not only you've got the cost of the chicken; it's going to cost you five pounds to cook it, mm. and and that's outrageous, really. Because I mean, you you know, you can buy a chicken for five pounds, so you've doubled the cost of what your Sunday lunch is with power. And even I mean, I grew up as as did Sai in a, in a humble, you know, northern background. But yeah, sometimes we struggled to get a decent Sunday lunch, but it never crossed our mind that we wouldn't have enough gas to cook it. Yeah. You know, it was a question of pennies, but but that figure of five pounds to cook your Sunday. Oh,
2: think of his batch cooking, really, or buy a wok. Or if you if you live live near a wood, there's always you know, <laughs> that's, it's just it just it's just blow it's just blowing my mm. mind, because I remember and I mean Dave and I've talked about this before. It, it it mom and I were 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 in that perpetual circle of the gas meters, you know, putting 50p's, 50Ps in yeah. and the, and yeah. the, and the electric meter and the gas meter. And that was always, that was always, uh, so when me brother and sister came over, she, they always used to bring like handfuls, pocketfuls of 50s to leave with me mom so we could put them in. And particularly because the gas then was really expensive on those meters. So the poorest people were paying the most
3: yeah. For, yeah, for for right. every
2: unit of power. So we, we used to have to think about it quite a lot. So mum used to do, regularly, as Dave well knows, a, 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 a Sunday lunch, and it was always great. But you always had to think about a 50p, you always have to think about putting 50, 50p's in the electric and gas meter. And it's just, I, I, and there, there really is no other way to get round it. It's just, it's so yeah. hard.
4: Is there something in, I'm just, I'm just thinking of the practicalities of, of cooking, and I'm, I'm honestly not talking, I'm asking you more than am telling you. Is it, some people put in the chicken and they think well 40 minutes later we'll put in the potatoes a little bit later we'll do this uh, th- is there something about a one pot wonder i know you guys do them well, yeah do roast in one way and you just do 40 minutes quick or an hour quick cook and then you're going to use one slot of energy yeah of i
3: case. mean you, you, you could almost do and i think we wrote a recipe for, for a sunday lunch tray bake
4: yeah, whereas everything okay. goes
3: on a tray bake and because the chicken's jointed you know or cut down to pieces it will cook quicker but what i would say is that if you're you know, seriously thinking about this it's batch cooking really and, and freezing because the freezer i, I don't i am assuming that doesn't cost so much power to run as your oven but say things like if you're doing a chicken a chicken chasseur with mushrooms but just do two or three chickens cook it on the stovetop and then freeze it and then you've got you know your sunday lunch something special which is just like a reheat really um
4: when you say that when you get it out the freezer then are you suggesting you reheat it just in a microwave if your chicken's already cooked how would you then reheat you it? You could do it, it you could do it
3: or you could do it or just put it on the stove top on in a pan, you know. Oh
4: right, okay.
3: Um okay. and maybe put some roast potatoes on and you know, but there oh, yeah. again, or what do you do? Do you end up buying yeah, part think- part cooked roast potatoes in the freezer? And you know, there comes a fine point where, you know, you end up having more processed food yeah. yes. to save the energy that you would be using to do home cooking and you know and home cooking is so important I think to us because it's what we've been advocating for years and all of a sudden you know the, the actual cost of fuel to cook really hasn't been an issue mm. um, no. no
4: you've got an argo, Dave haven't you is an argo <laughs> extortionately expensive or extortionately is it better because it's always on isn't it an agar it never stops yes
3: yeah, so. we so had this conversation last night with the person who sold us the house and um, yes no it is it's a big five oven arga worthy of you know a ship a, a, a ship <laughs> um, yeah no I think it's going to be a bit of a swine really Yeah. but it is, it is nice I'm, I get the arga, you know in terms of but it's on all the time so yeah, exactly. I mean I don't know how much my Sunday Sunday roast is costing because there's nothing in there now and it's banging away um, equally
4: it heats the kitchen and you haven't got the radiators or anything else
3: on surely oh yeah it's been 40 degrees recently it's been great Tash <laughs> You know, oh, it's been like a sauna in there. I've got the windows open. The dog's hanging out the window. (laughs) And everybody said, oh, you'll you'll be glad of it in the winter.
4: (laughs) He says, doing Bikram yoga and sweating every hour. Yeah, yeah.
3: But, um, but no, so really, what you could do, actually, is come round to our house, do all your batch cooking on the cheap, because I've got no option but for pay for it, then you can freeze it, and it'll
2: cost you nothing. <laughs> that's something that you do realise now that there's going to be a massive queue, because yeah. everybody's just standing on Dave's steps. On. Yeah, but you could check the
3: food on the way in, like a nightclub. You're not coming in, that's rubbish. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not cooking that. No, out yeah that's not going in my arga, okay <laughs> well i said the man who
4: wanted fish finger sandwiches the other day what, what would you clarify as you're not coming this in?
3: man had the fish finger sandwiches as well did you oh, oh yes yes i actually a little touch of class i found it um and it was harissa ketchup oh i've got and um that was really nice just some nice sourdough bread a couple of fish fingers slightly squashed with harissa, harissa ketchup
4: nice nice.
3: they were posh fish fingers though they weren't you know economy
2: yeah i'm starving
4: i was gonna say the alternative is if you want to be um if you want to be not have to cook is it surely salad's not the option it's a a sunday salad isn't it through winter is the only way to do it isn't it
2: well you just want to kill yourself though wouldn't you you know a salad through winter
3: you've got to be kidding us
2: I think it's. I think what, what stings as well.
3: It's everybody is capable of doing an alternative Sunday roast or a Sunday meal that that again is quick and easy. You know, even if you have like a late brunch, if your sausage, baking egg, and all the trimmings. But I think it's a sense of occasion, and mm. it's a sense yeah. of tradition that, that that we we've, we've all loved and grown up with. And I think it's still an important part of family life.
2: And I think it. And, and yeah. And it's just that 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 erosion and chipping away at little elements of our culture that actually that actually bind us together and it it's it's just so bad they really do need to do something and do something quickly
4: i was gonna say it's the warmth i think it's you know it's a bit cheesy isn't it but cooking a roast on a Sunday. I think it's in my idealistic mind admittedly but that family comes together in one room someone's peeing the potatoes the smell's going someone's laying the yeah. table there's yeah. the heart of the family that warmth of a family is about to be ruined yeah. by not being able to keep warm and keep your, your heating on and your cook your food and that's the thing that's so sad at the bottom of it all it's
3: absolutely yeah it's, it's real basics I think I was something like fifth in the world world economy or something like that yeah. Yeah. and the fact is we choose to have food banks is outrageous yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah, mm. so yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. you know it, it's and that and the and the and the disparity between those that have and those that have not are just getting I mean it's it's getting ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yes. Mm. Um you know, child poverty is just it it the, the, it's just in a state. The country's in a terrible state. It's very, very, very distressing for anybody that cares about other human beings. It's bloody awful. We
4: care. We care.
2: Yes, we do. We, we care, do. yes. So yes, batch cooking really. Or what you
3: could do if you wanted to change the lifestyle completely is buy an induction hob for a wok. Uh, They're like oh. an oval shape and the wok fits in. You can buy 2nd catering ones really cheap and they work really hot. And um, I also remember, Kingy, do you remember when we were in Hong Kong in that apartment mm-hmm. and there was the grandma? Yes. She had a wok, a chopper and a chopping board. And that was um, it. And within 25 yeah. minutes, she produced a banquet. Wow. Amazing,
4: isn't it? Yeah.
3: Yes, yeah. it was. The wok, the chopper and the chopping board. Well, that's an option.
1: So remember, any recipe that we talk about uh, on the podcast you can find at thehairybikers.com. It'll be on there for you. Food makes, makes everything better. OK, our next issue is called The Wedding Photo Fail. We need one single male name. Who could I turn to for this?
4: No. Hmm. No.
1: Tash. Tash. name.
4: Tash. It's a male name. We're going to go for. Patrick. Patrick.
1: Patrick. 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 Ah, nice. How oh, very well, sponge Bob.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just about to see them. Those French is spongy. Classy <laughs> boys, they are. <laughs>
1: Okay, well, here we go. Uh, This is from Patrick then. It says, Hello, Si, Dave, Poshtash, and the Duke. I'm in a terrible spot, and I don't know what to do. I like photography. I've got some decent kit, and my mates all know that it's my passion, though it's just a hobby. Uh, At the beginning of August, I agreed to photograph my mate's wedding. He and his wife had some very definite ideas about the sort of photos they wanted, and they weren't happy with some of the other photographers that they spoke with, so they asked me to do it. I was a bit nervous, but I agreed. The wedding was huge, they spent a fortune on it and during the day we did manage to get all the photos they wanted. Some of them quite arty, but I was looking forward to editing them on my computer. We took about 300 photos in all. and I had them stored on a memory card which I kept in a drawer for safety, ready for editing the weekend after. One night in the week I had a kitchen disaster which I thought nothing of. I'd knocked over a frying pan of hot olive oil I was cooking in and it spilled luckily not on me and I cleared up the mess on the worktop. I didn't even consider. Some of it might have gone into my kitchen drawer, but it had. Onto the memory card, and it was melted into a right angle. It's completely unusable. I keep getting messages from my mate, asking when they can see the photos as they're so excited about them. What on earth can I do? Asks Patrick. Over to you.
3: Uh, I emigrate, really. It's <laughs> yeah just just do a runner Uh, there's no coming back it's a bit like it's one of those things isn't it that that you should never agree to like teaching your partner how to drive oh do do you know what i mean it's like i i i I was a makeup artist for 23 years would i make my work make little up would i heck she gave me so much grief it's not worth it but like to to take on the responsibility of somebody's wedding oh no without doing a backup immediately Mm.
4: No, and what what the kitchen drawer? I mean, I appreciate you might have an office, but kitchen drawer dangerous anyway. You know, anything drips through it. um oh. Just tell me, Simon, were you thinking the same? Because as as Dave said, emigrate. In my head was screaming the word run. So tell me, yes, you thinking the same? Yes, I was
2: absolutely <laughs> thinking the same thing. There is nowhere to go other than to put your hands up, say I've properly ruined the memories of your day, mm. and um. I'd just leave, just move, do anything. Just, oh, You can always no ask will. her if
3: you've still got the hat and if you'd have like, you know, a few of the close members of the family together and do a reshoot, you know, pretend it's, you know.
4: Oh the goodness. scowling
3: bride. What <laughs> he <Or be> set up is he
4: to dress little vegetables up in his kitchen, all in little wedding outfits, and take them for <laughs> the reenactment photos.
2: Has anybody yeah. ever told you you're really quite warped?
4: <laughs> that
3: could be seen as rubbing salt in the wound, or yes. <laughs> yes, or in your vegetable. Yes. I mean, I, yes. Yes. It's it's bride's, skin, the bride's mother's a courgette. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> what would the husband be though? What would you have him as? Marrow. Marrow. Yeah. Marrow. Whoa.
2: Oh, no way, man. Why? What? What Burke, sorry, Patrick, but puts something so important into that kitchen drawer?
4: Yeah. I don't get it,
2: man. Yeah, dude.
4: Yeah. And surely it's his hobby photography. He must have places he keeps his photography stuff stuff, opposed to this, the kitchen drawer. There must be somewhere else.
3: I, yeah well maybe that's the title it's a hobby it's not a profession I mean yeah. said that we did have a runner once we we're filming the runner is not it's not a disparaging term in the industry it's a, it, it, it's a, like entry level to the industry but he actually left all the film rushes that is like our memory sticks as it were in a kebab house in Carcassonne
1: <laughs> Oh my God
3: And um, I always remember our director who's French, he, his language was very colourful. right. Oh, yes. It was multilingual, like, you know. It was
4: a worldwide one-language, one-word spiel, I can imagine. Yes.
2: Uh, <laughs> oh, you could, could you imagine? Oh, yes.
1: Oh, I. What did you do? Did you get him back?
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, but, but he was the type of young man who wouldn't apologise, so... Oh, right. Oh, oh it was... But but leaving all that in a. Actually, we did it again actually with photography. When we did Food Tour Britain all those years ago, do you remember in St. George's Market in Belfast? Yes, yes, there was the runner there, a young lady, and she had the camera with all the stills on. And she left that in the toilet at St. George's Market, Belfast. And when she came back, the camera wasn't there, funnily enough.
4: So we lost all the
3: stills. Did they
4: ever come to light? They didn't appear in the media anywhere? Didn't go anywhere. No. 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 No.
3: no. 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 no.
4: Oh, I've got a solution. I'm thinking. I'm thinking practically now. What if he tries... Is he a fr- he's a friend. He wasn't hired. So it would be easier if he was hired a professional. They'd sue him, business, insurance, etc. It's not. It's a friend. So he needs to do the kindest thing he can do. He's got to admit it at some point and apologise. Before he does that, He calls around all the wedding guests because he must know a lot of them. And he gets all their photos that they must have taken on their phones. There's going to be evidence of the day everywhere else. He gathers their photos and he creates the most incredible montage of everyone's photos to give to them and say, I'm sorry, I messed up, but here's the memories of everyone else's day. Is that not a clever way of doing it?
3: Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not
4: not the same. No, but (sighs) it's something. It's so
2: hard, isn't it? Oh, Patrick.
4: Oh. <laughs> run, run, run. Run. Yeah,
2: that's it. I think that's a good solution, though, Tash, because everybody's got their phones and are addicted to them. It's an extension Yeah, you just excuse to. You
3: know, you're either emigrate, run to the hills, or else you have to face up to it mm. and just just eat so much humble pie. Mm. But there again, you know, only eat enough because once you apologise once, he obviously is devastated. Yeah. You know, it's not going to bring the pictures back, is it? No. no,
4: but he's also must be feeling bad. He didn't mean to.
3: Mm. No. You've
4: got to be forgiveness no. in there somewhere. And they've got the memories in their head and they've got the rest of their life to be married. They might be divorced in two years and not want the photos anyway.
3: It is true, like,
1: really. We've all got those albums, haven't we, Simon? Yes, <laughs> dear. <did, yes. laughs> if you've got problems, you'll be fine. Just drop the agony, uncle's a line. Your next problem is a fishy issue and it comes from Annette, who says, Hello, is there some sort of etiquette for eating lobster? as I made a bit of a tit of myself during a recent visit to a posh seafood restaurant in Mallorca. My son loves seafood, and I don't, but as he was paying, I decided to appease him. He persuaded me to order lobster paella, and when it came along, we were presented with a huge platter of delicious food and a tool belt consisting of a wrench and some sort of knitting needle. I asked the waiter what I should do with the tools as I wasn't suitably dressed to go and fix the toilet. He just raised an eyebrow and walked off. After wrestling with the lobster, I thought I'd help myself to a little more paella, at which point the waiter hurled over the chairs to serve me. Again, another raised eyebrow. Despite this, the food was delicious and I've been converted to seafood, but I'm still unsure how to access all areas of lobster. Any tips are most welcome, PS, I loved the hacks on onions and rocket leaves at the recent Southport Flower Show Food Village Exhibition. From Annette, over to you. Lob, lob, lobster's not a bad one, is it? I mean, it's not as no. bad as a crab. No, crab's are crabs
2: tricky.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, tricky. That, that requires investment in time, doesn't it, in fortitude. Yes. But lobster, it's it's really pretty straightforward, isn't it? Just it's, some of the parts. Yeah, it's just, you know... Do you remember, though, that, that we were in that pub in Notting Hill when we were starting the bikers out with our new producer-director? and you cheekily ordered a lobster and you basically, it was like a Mormon baptism. You got the producer head to foot with lobster juice, literally from the top of his head to his balls was just covered in lobster. (laughs)
2: I thought we've blown this one, Kingy. <laughs> Little flippy, 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 white bits, you know, that kind of mm. came yeah. off. Oh yeah. And have you anybody accept? <laughs> ah, sorry, sorry, dude.
4: <laughs>
2: Can I have another Guinness? <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, Loves
2: <Sir> <laughs> It was exactly that. No, there's uh, Look, you know, the the thing is that if the restaurant's that good, they should make it as easy for you as t- a table as as uh, as po- as possible. Hence, all the tools. I would uh, suggest that you persevere buy your own lobster in the comfort of your own home I mean you know if you've got the if the energy isn't too much to cook it but do that and then um, and practice you can get little you know seafood um, seafood uh, belt kits and picks and stuff on on tinternet I've got a set of solid silver lobster picks actually
4: I got given
3: them
2: for Christmas
3: yeah and
4: have you used them
3: um, not a crab, <laughs> <laughs> but they've got like a thick at one end, but then they've got like a very narrow spoon at the other, so you can just get that Yeah, It is lovely.
2: They're yeah, lovely. But the
3: lobster base, you get the tail off, don't you? Crack it into two. Yeah. Eat that. And then, then the restaurant should start sure. and break the claws. Yeah. But then if you're Simon King, you suck the head. Definitely.
0: Oh, don't you? do you?
2: Yeah, man. It's great. Oh, it's a head sucker. I am. Oh. I, 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 any, if you stand still long, long enough and you're a bio-valve bio or, or, or anything, some sort of crustacean, that's it.
4: Yuck. They do Bany- say, though, the, the, the eye, I know it's not a, um, a, a, a shellfish, sorry, stuttering, uh, but is not the eye, apparently, on a fish, the most delicious part?
2: Oh, I never heard that one.
4: Oh. No, neither have I. Oh. I thought the eye and the cheek were the best bits.
2: Well, it depends if they've got them.
4: Oh, I thought no. they all fish had cheeks. Had fish cheeks? Mm, yeah, yeah. cod cheeks. Yeah, oh, just trying cheeks. to think. Yeah, it oh, wasn't the reaction I was
2: thinking. I
4: thought you we were both going to go, yes, that's the delicacy, that's the best bit. Well, clearly I've been <laughs> sold a yarn I'll tell there.
2: you what, you know what, you've been sold a right ramen there. <laughs> you've been going, you've been going, to, oh yes, I will yeah. have, yeah. Postache yes. has been
3: rumbled. It's a, that's why oxtail became so dear, didn't it, really? Yeah. yeah, it's a wonderful cut oxtail. Yeah, but it's meant to cost nothing and now it costs yeah. a
2: fortune. Yeah, Lovely I remember rat. that there was the, there was this place that Dave and I walked past, and I, I, I know where it was. It was in Hampstead. It was a quite famous butcher's in Hampstead. <laughs> the there was this be- piece of belly pork, and it was forty-eight pounds. Mm. Right now, I'd bought exactly the same bit of belly pork up in the northeast for eight quid.
0: <laughs> so there
2: was a forty-pound disparity between because it's cheap, you know, it's it's the belly. And um, I it yeah. I, I was shocking, it was I, shocking.
4: I was in the most beautiful fri- uh, fish restaurant in Portugal recently, um, just outside Cascais, and it was it was stunning. And the fish is there, you can pick your fish, and it's all done on kil- per kilogram, it was lovely. But th- there was this lobster that was in the fish tank as you walked in, that every so often, when someone would fish out, someone on the menu had obviously gone, I'd love to look at the lobster please, and working out the kilogram of it. And the lobster would come out and it would come to the table, with claws there, sort of looking at the table. And then it would get a little stroke, and then someone would go, no, thank you. And this lobster must have come out about 10, 15 times through the night, and everyone turned it down. So I didn't actually you know, know what the price was per kilogram. But this poor lobster was like a pet. Everyone was stroking it, and then they go, oh, I don't want him. And he went back in the water. Oh. Can up.
2: you imagine psychologically what that poor oh. lobster's going through? Oh, awful. Am oh. I in the pan? Am I not? Am I in the pan? Am I not? <laughs> it's like death row with all the appeals, isn't it? Really? It is, isn't it?
0: <laughs> Just give me the <laughs> blooming is, ejection. Enough's enough <stick>. now. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, I, I fancy
2: freezer. lobster. All this talk. Oh, no. Yeah. I'll, I'll bring some down when I come, dude. I've got that. I've got that. Um, what do you call those? But yeah, Yetis. The brilliant. The that anyway. It's a cool box. Uh huh. The epic. That really kind of. I am. I, um, I, I I I drove to. Italy, as you all know, um, not so long ago, and uh, you put the ice packs in, and it was literally stayed cold for four days. Wow! I, I, wow. I, it was mad because I was expecting, oh, you know, this is going to be a bit of a mess when I opened it up, and it was brilliant. So I'll bring some stuff down from the northeast, dude. Yeah, remember the last that. time you
3: brought some stuff down from the northeast, you poisoned me. <laughs> 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 well, that, that was that was that was muscles in your saddle saddlebag on a summer's day, wasn't it? Really? Oh, now he's got a yeti. Oh I've now we has got it's a, yeti, a yeti. Yeah, but, yeah things have come on a bit. I, I, should be some, a I just yet. put my yeti in my Audi. <laughs> yes, please. Would you mind? Just tell really, me quick, you guys, um, how do you what
4: part of the lobster goes into a lobster
2: bisque? Shells. Well the stock. This yeah, the stock and the stock. And, yeah, it's uh, lobster biscuits and, the stock and the, brain and the head juice. meat. Yeah.
4: Okay.
3: Just give it a good crush when you're boiling it down with your aromats. Oh. I do the same with
2: langoustine, lobster, whatever. Oh, I'm you know,
3: Yeah, I am too now.
2: Well, you're all right, you're in Rome. I know, yeah. well, that, that, yeah, but, you know, I've got to get out in it. That's the thing. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to think, ooh, where can I go, where can I go, where can I go? Ooh. Fish I'm
4: restaurant. I'm going
2: to go for it, fish restaurant. Well, if they don't stop, I tell you what, actually, this is a point, if they don't stop putting all of that raw sewage into our waters, it's probably not a good idea, really, is it, mm. to eat anything? Absolutely really? shocking. You uh, should go to La Pergola, Kingy. Again? I can't go again, dude. I'm still, I'm still paying off the last one. Yes, it's true, actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> abandoned hope all year, you enter,
3: but it's worth it. Oh, so La Pergola, good. three Michelin stars in Rome for that oh. special
2: occasion. It was canny. Oh, it was. Amazing, oh. innit?
3: Mind you, I've got to admit, at the same time, we weren't for lunch that day. We went to this place which near the Colosseum, which looked like the worst <laughs> tripper trap ever. You know, for tourists, except you were sitting out there looking at Colosseum, and we had the cacio e pepe, excuse my pronunciation. You know, the Roman dish with pecorino cheese and black pepper okay. and vongole, just pasta. It was absolutely stunning. Wow. There's no other words for it. It wasn't trip or trap at all. Um. It was just like, oh, I don't want this to end. You know, so <laughs> and you know, just go out for a
2: pizza, man. Yeah, man. Roman pizza. Well, Alf- I I think that the restaurant that you're actually talking about is called Alfredo al Partheon, which is um right next to as right next to as you see it right next to the Parthenon. And um Parthenon the the, the yeah, you know the the not the Parthenon. You're not in Greece. No, I'm not in Greece, am I? No. <laughs> Colosseum. The Colosseum is what I'm trying to say. And
4: look behind you, sir. There's the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and look.
2: Where have I been? Where Where am I?
1: Well, if you're down, hey, if you're, if you're down, down, now don't get drunk. Don't get drunk. Just, just send an email to the Agony Uncles. To the agony uncles. It's time to head to Confidential Corner, which today is called, He's a One-Hit Wonder. And um, we need one lady's name and one male name, but the, lady, uh, the male name needs to be slightly showbiz. I shall explain. So, Sire, lady's name, Dave, showbiz male name, please. Ricky. Ricky! Rose. Ricky and Rose. Dear oh. Uncle Sire, Uncle Dave, this comes from Rose i need a great excuse not to invite my brother ricky to my 60th birthday party please help i won't name him (laughs) well we have ricky but my brother had a very minor chart hit in 1981 he swears blind that on his one and only top of the pops performance his makeup was done by you dave anyway his record went to number 37 in the chart Then he was on Top of the Pops and the following week it went down to number 41. Then he was dropped by the record company. But despite this, he still behaves like he was Simon Le Bon or Paul Young. And it drives me mad. (laughs) I want to be clear at this point that the person in question is not Simon Le Bon or Paul Young. Within three seconds of meeting, he'll tell you that you'll probably recognize me from top of the pops he also has had odd media jobs like answering the phones on swap shop but he had to leave that too as he kept gurning at the camera whenever it accidentally pointed at him but because of this job he'll tell you that he's a close personal friend of noel Edmonds. he's always taking he's always taking something innocuous like when he saw kim wilde at liverpool lime street once and turning it into a serious showbiz story of their friendship and it drives me and my family mad. Ultimately, he's harmless. and so I feel rotten. that I'm even thinking this. But I know that it will be just cringe worthy at my 60th birthday party. What should I do? Asks Rose. And what I want to know is can Dave identify this person? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I'm trying to think really. <laughs> uh, what should Rose do? Did well, you do did Top you of the Pops in 1981? Does that fit? Or?
3: Yeah, it does actually. Uh, yeah. Uh, Pretty much.
2: Yeah. I think what she does you see. Give him something to do. So, tell him, uh, please hit and bugger off. You know, so Mm -hmm. get up, get him on stage, give him his moment and then get rid. Uh. It's quite sad really, isn't it? He's obviously
3: living that that one moment that defined his life and it never materialised. It's like us really, you know, you get two series and then they bin you or they don't bin
4: you.
3: We nearly got binned, didn't we? But we didn't, we survived. Oh, who yeah. been
4: you two never
2: well
3: the commissioner of the bbc yeah. today, <laughs> to me yeah
2: yeah you, you still Don't have we... contacts in your other jobs me and dave were like no no <laughs> <laughs>
4: panic <laughs> um i think she should tell all the other guests to overindulge him and catch him oh. out so like everyone else is in on it so they're kind of looking at the nightmare oh, yeah. he's going to tell you and they've all got a stock answer or a silly answer to give him or make him feel I don't know there's got to be they've all got to be in and he's got to be out
2: the, yeah there could be yeah yeah that's a good idea actually yeah because the, you, yeah, you could say oh well actually you could just do one-upmanship with him yeah, all the time exactly. so everybody in the room has got a relationship yes,
4: with, yes.
2: yeah yes. you know
4: or well, I... go and invite someone far more famous than he's ever been to come to the party and <laughs> her to go, oh, didn't you know we were best friends? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I never you, told you.
3: <laughs> what you need is Kim Wilde to turn up. Oh.
4: Yeah.
3: And then, then she's got to front him with his lies.
4: Yes. Oh, I like that.
3: No. Oh.
4: I know. But there's always someone out there. Do you know what? I mean... There, there are people sure. who haven't been as lucky, let's say, as you two, and worked as hard and got it. But there's always people out there fighting in the industry, actors and dancers that want to be out. Everyone goes into it to want to be the best entertainer or whatever. And there are so many, many, many that don't make it. Sadly, who may be brilliant too. And they, you know, and the ones that have failed, who wish they were, that now are the local postman. You know, I just think they do need to tell their story because that—that was their glory moment. They always wished to go on forever. He wished he—he yeah. he wished he was Simon the Bond, and he's trying his hardest to sound amazing. Hmm. I feel a bit sorry
2: for hmm. him, really. Yeah, I think I, I think I do. But I know how irritating it is because it drives you know. But the thing is, that for, for
3: that brief week, he'll have been so buffed up, and ego will be so massaged by everybody that yeah. you know. Well, I just suppose you ought to come down to earth haven't you in about 30 years should have tweaked by now (laughs) i
4: have to say the names aren't big name drops anymore really are they
2: the top of the pops how big even know what top of the pops is yeah that is true i I absolutely blew my mind and i said that and i was talking to um uh, uh to one of the younger members of our society who was 16 and i went oh yeah well i didn't top of the pops man it was great and they went What's that? Yeah. I was no. like, what? What's You've that? Got... So I got, you, I got onto the tube that is you uh-huh. and showed them and they were like, why haven't we got this anymore?
3: Uh-huh. It's
2: great. Well, we haven't really yeah. had top of the pop since the 1980s, have we really? Not yeah. really. Well, because the, the whole industry changed, didn't it? You know, mm. everybody used to get really excited about what was number one. Number oh, one yeah. was everybody, announced you. on a Friday, it was yeah. like, whoa, what's happening? Who's number one? It yeah. wasn't Ricky. No, definitely not. <laughs> he was—he 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 was the dizzy hater 37. That's what yeah, we're new right. in, this week, yeah. right that, in this
4: week, Ricky. Do you think? in this
2: week, Ricky.
3: Do you think
4: he's going around now though? Going, yeah. I have a, you know, you know the hairy bikers, Dave. You know, Dave. I'm a good friends with them He did my makeup. He's, he's name dropping you.
1: Oh, I yeah. don't know. Not well, he clearly. is clearly. He mentioned it. Yeah, he's. He is. he, yes. he names drops mm-hmm. Dave. Yeah.
3: yeah. Could have been me, really. Because I was so junior then, I got the ones who were just in the thirties. I did actually, I used to volunteer for, um, when I was on (laughs) my own, the the Christmas and Christmas Eve ones. And they were good parties actually. Mm -hmm. uh, You would have like three back to back, the Christmas Eve one, Christmas Day one and the New Year's Day one. And they'd be recorded over three days. So by God, that was some party really. Yeah. yeah it was fun yeah and then obviously the new year one you had everybody that had been number one. Oh wow um big star brilliant yeah it was it was good it was good i remember there was that much glitter going around we all ended up with nosebleeds and it was glitter it wasn't anything <laughs> nefarious because we didn't know what the nefarious <laughs> things were but it was all the glitter and honestly when you when you blew your nose it was just <laughs> spangled <laughs> That's your business.
4: That's true, I bet Ricky never
3: did that. He didn't blow his nose on glitter, no. No, I, I blew my nose on glitter. Uh, I and Jennifer Rush. Oh,
4: oh,
3: power oh, of love.
4: Now's name oh, now the name's got Ricky's No, she. I,
3: I used to make her up every week. She was number one. Wow. I thought she was there for ages, wasn't she? Yeah, the power of yeah, love. Yeah, comes on from above. Like that, was she nice? She was absolutely delightful, yes. Oh, that's
2: good, yeah. Oh, that's good to know. That's good, to know. yeah.
3: Elton Johnny wouldn't take his hat off when I was making him up. What? Said, it's what? very hard to blend a foundation under a brim, Elton, not taking it off. <laughs> All right, then, really? Was
4: yeah, well, I don't, must, been, I don't know. There must
3: be, I don't know. There must be something going on underneath his, his stetson, but no, wouldn't take his hat off. Well, oh, that. those were the days. Aww. Teardrop explodes. Oh, hiding boils on Mark Holman's neck—that was another one. <laughs> <so> oh, glamorous, Oh, uh, oh, I've been there. <laughs> uh,
4: did you ever see Adamant's stripe across his nose?
3: I come close, yes, yeah. Because <laughs> what they do is, a lot of them would come their own makeup because the unions we had to check them. Oh. so they would come in and see us. albeit will Toya Wilcox or Adamant, and you just do something to justify your existence. You know, so same with the royal family. You had to go and check the royal family, throw on something like the. the um, it's ridiculous. If it was a royal command performance, you'd be sent up to the royal box in a dinner suit to check Mom's makeup. No. no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you look lovely. <laughs> yeah.
4: Job done. Off you go. What are you, yeah. you uh, going to say to the. Yeah.
2: Excuse me. You've, yeah. you've smudged your lippy. <laughs> no.
4: Hi.
3: No, come on, mother! You can do better than that. I should that, She's a real command performance, and it's like the dancers—they're changing that all the lady dancers—and they just forget you're a bloke, you know. And it's like, you know, you completely wallpaper. Right. You know, I'm just in my jeans and that, and the dancers are changing. You thought, well, it's fine. It's part of the job, you know. What was funny was when we did the changes, I was wearing my dinner suit because I'd just come down from the Royal Box, and none of the dancers could cope with that because all of a sudden I was a
2: man. Ah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, ah, awesome. awesome. ah, yeah, I was course. virile, yes. <laughs> I thought, I'm going to keep this suit. And be- <laughs> keep this suit and me pie wacket t shirts, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to bring the pie wacket up.
4: They didn't know what was hiding under I'll there. i tell you I what, know. so of oh, do, no.
3: clearly. Ah, uh, you don't know this. This is pie wacket you're talking to. You know I'm
0: not Mister Invisible.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. So Ricky, so, Ricky, Ricky. Advice for Ricky then. Let's go around the table and uh, Uncle Dave.
3: Well, Ricky, I'd just uh, you got to get a grip, haven't you? Really, that then was then and now's now, and um, just have a laugh with it, really. Um, At least you got there for a brief period of time. Exactly, Uncle Sai.
2: Uh, shut your face and drink more. <laughs> and
1: postash
4: Well, I'm thinking Rose now, having written into our podcast, has got mm. a story far better than Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> now, guess whose podcast I was on? Yes, Harry Bikers.
2: Boom. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah we forget yeah. about that. We are famous, aren't we? Yeah, he's yeah.
4: far more famous than he is now.
2: Uh, yeah, well, yeah, in our own
1: shoes. If, if your, your life's, life's in a the the mess, then the email, email address is the, the Agony Agony at the hairybikes.co <laughs>
3: .uk. Yeah. Do you know you're such a lovely bunch of listeners, and thank you so much for contacting the show and sending us your problems. We really love hearing from you.
2: We'll have another episode of the Agony Uncles next week, of course, but only if you keep sending us your troubles and wars, and send them to Agony Uncles at uk Agony Uncles at uk Remember, you can also see this
3: podcast as well as hear it. Just search for Harry Bikers Agony Uncles on YouTube.
2: And there we will be. We will. So from Posh Tash. Bye. The Thin White Duke. Goodbye. And us. Bye bye. Have a great week.
3: Ta-da.